yo, 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 welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike, who is in the building. Say hi, Mike. <clears throat> hey, what's up? A little delayed there today, Mike. You guys might know me from all those places that I say every single week. You might know me, YouTube. Uploaded.com, that site I pay hosting for so that you can listen to this podcast every single week. By the way, there is a new episode every single Friday. If you are new to this show, just thought you should know. Everywhere podcasts are sold for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Uploaded.com. We are there every single week. Every single exhausting week. (sighs) It sounds like I don't like this. I, I I really do. I like it. I like it. I like this. I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun. Don't forget to subscribe. That's all I'm trying to say. Subscribe. Tell somebody about it. Leave us a positive review. But I guess I have to give you something to review, like an episode. So let's get into this episode, which, by the way, we have a really good one coming up for you, I hope. This week, we're talking about Tupac's new home. We're talking about smart devices. We're talking about the Uncharted movie. We're talking about petty neighbors, Apple credit cards, and a whole lot of listener questions. It's going to be fun. 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 All right. So, you guys might have heard. You might have heard the news. Hasbro has recently acquired Death Row Records. There. Now you know. If you didn't know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. So you guys know Death Row. You know them for for uh, being the house of mouse. Being the, the, the home of Tupac and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And now, you know Death Row as being the gangster rap label that's owned by a toy company. I looked into it. Hasbro did not buy Death Row directly. There's a, you're probably seeing Facebook memes saying that Hasbro bought Death Row Records for $4 billion. There is no way in hell that Hasbro went out of their way to spend $4 billion on Death Row. If you actually look at Death Row's catalog, it's not as grand as you might remember in the grand scheme of things. Themes, things, considering they've been out since like uh, 1991. So Death Row's heyday was back in the day, if you know what I mean. They didn't spend $4 billion on Death Row. They spent $4 billion on this British company called Entertainment One. And Entertainment One, I went to their website, they produce all kinds of uh, movies and TV shows. And there's a show that they produce that I haven't seen, but it's called Peppa Pig. And I assume it's a pork-based cooking show. But I keep hearing that uh, the, the company that makes Peppa Pig now owns Death Row. So now you know. Anyway, I think it's a match made in heaven. You know, Hasbro would be stupid, foolish, not to capitalize on their newfound Death Row glory. They've been buying things left and right. You know, they own Power Rangers now. They bought that like a year or two ago. So they're probably going to be rebooting the Power Rangers movies again. And I think... Just, you know, actually just close your eyes with me. Close your eyes and imagine hearing Nate Dogg singing Regulate during the final act in the new Power Rangers movie. You know, like right before the climax where where uh, the Red Ranger, Jason, he says to the Green Ranger, Tommy, he's like, Tommy, look, man, we got to do this. We got to, we got to, you, you know, separate, we're, 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 we're just not as good as when we're together, when we're strong, when we're morphing time, when we're, when the Zord is combined. And you start hearing, do, 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 do. you know what that is? Do, 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 do. It's regulate. You start hearing Nate Dogg talking about uh, regulating. 
and then the, the, the Zords start slashing at the big monsters. It's going to be beautiful. Lord Zed and Rita ain't got nothing on an eight dog fueled Power Rangers brawl. I don't know. I, I'm going to be real, guys. I'm going to be real. Uh, this is uh, kind of a, a shoot from the hip sort of episode. You know, I, I have to record a day earlier than normal. So I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to explore the possibilities of Hasbro and Death Row a few more times this week. So before we get back to that, let's let's move on to our tip of the week. Whew. I'm exhausted. I don't know about you. <sighs> a couple months back, uh, a letter was getting passed around my apartment complex. It said that we were going to be getting these new Nest thermostats. I was pretty happy about that because I always wanted a Nest thermostat. I always thought they looked so fancy. You guys know the Nest thermostats. They're the, they're the round thermostats owned by Google. I was pretty happy with this news because the thermostat that we had at the time was, uh, like, what's a nice way to say uh, suck the balls? It, 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 was, it was a bad thermostat. It, it was old plastic junk. You know, it had that little LED reader on it, and, you know, you could turn on the AC. And this is a common problem with all old air conditioning and probably even modern air conditioning, for all I know. But the, the, the issue was you would turn it on. You know, you'd crank down the, the air conditioning, and it wouldn't turn on. It, you wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't feel it. It wasn't going. It wasn't working. And then, you know, five, six, seven minutes later, it might crank on finally. But with the Nest, it's got that little screen on it. And it'll say, you know, you could turn down the air. It'll say, turning on in two minutes. It's great. It's great. It tells you. It tells you. It gives you a heads up. It's like, look, I can't turn it on just yet. But I'm going to get to it. We got to warm up. We got to warm up. So they said that uh, upgrading to the Nest thermostat would save us money. But I think they're full of shit. I, I use my AC now more than ever. My bill has gone up since getting this Nest thermostat. But to be fair, it is also August in Southern California, which means it is constantly hot. And it's probably going to be hot through October because the world is ending. Mike, did you see that the, the Department of Energy was recommending that you keep your AC set to 82 degrees Fahrenheit while you sleep? What kind of sick, sadistic son of a bitch came up with that one, huh? Huh? I don't know. Uh, the Nest is what's called a smart device. I think I, I rambled about that earlier. Uh, smart device just pretty much means it's a fancy way of saying that somebody could hack it and crank up your energy bill while you're on vacation. But I'd be lying if I said that I didn't like it. I do. I do like this thing. Because you don't know true convenience until you've turned on the air conditioning with your phone, which you can do with the Nest. So if I suddenly think that the government recommended 82 degrees Fahrenheit is an inhumane way to sleep, which it is, now I don't need to walk all the way over to the thermostat in the middle of the night. Just lazily swipe up on my phone, crank down the air to 68 degrees Fahrenheit, go back to sleep. It's a beautiful, wonderful new world, isn't it? And I can do it from pretty much anywhere. You know, I used to worry that if I, you probably worried about this, I used to worry that if I uh, left and I left the AC on all day, you know, I'd be at work, crap, what can I do, what can I do? The air conditioning's on, it's just blowing cold hair on nobody. Now I can make sure it's off from my phone. It's also good to make sure that my wife isn't too cold while I'm at work. You know, if she's at home and the air conditioning is running, I don't want her to be too cold, so I could just turn, her, turn it off. I'm sure she loves it. So this week's tip of the week is to get a smart thermostat. 
And maybe one day, these sons of bitches will pay me to say that on the show. <coughs> Let's move on to Video Game Corner. So, you might hear me coughing. It's because I don't have any water with me. All I have is this uh, San Pellegrino, which I thought, to be honest, this is my fault, but I thought I was getting a, a, a bubble water with some light lemon flavoring. What I got was a sparkling lemon beverage with 16% lemon juice and like 26 grams of sugar in a can. That is not water. 26 grams of sugar is not water. So it tastes good, but it is not quenching my thirst the same way water would when you're recording a podcast. What are we talking about, video games? Okay, so the Uncharted movie has just lost another director. Uh, I think this is actually the 99th director that was signed on to direct this movie, Mike. You guys probably know about Uncharted. I, I know I've talked about this movie a couple times on the show, at least. Based, it's based on the, uh, the, the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 games. Uncharted, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy. I think that's all of them. Oh, there's a, some Vita game, too. Anyway, it's pretty much... Uncharted is pretty much a, like a, a modern Indiana Jones, okay? Except in video game form. And the movie version has been in development hell for over 10 years. Over 10 years now. Uh, this guy, uh, Dan Trachtenberg, he was the most recent guy to just drop out of the, the Uncharted race. He's the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. And according to his tweet, he kind of joked about it, but it sounds like it was over creative differences. Quote-unquote, creative differences. And honestly... The, the latest incarnation of this movie, the one that Sony is rolling with right now, it sounds stupid to me. It actively makes me angry. Sony decided, listen to this, Sony decided that the story, the uncharted story about an adult that explores ancient tombs and shoots motherfuckers should be a prequel about a kid that does all those things. A kid. A young Indiana Jones. Let's, let's skip the Indiana Jones part and start with the adventures of young Indiana Jones. So they got this guy, uh, Tom Holland, signed up to play young Indiana Jones. I mean, uh, young Nathan Drake. And honestly, I think that they just signed him onto this movie because they didn't want to lose their Spider-Man, which it now sounds like they might be anyway because he unfollowed them on Instagram after all this Spider-Man drama. So I think they got him because uh, studios like Sony and Warner Brothers, they like to have their tentpole people. They want to keep their Tom Hollands. Warner Brothers wants to keep uh, Chris Nolan making movies for Warner Brothers. That's why they have uh, um, Clint Eastwood. He always makes movies with Warner Brothers. It's that sort of thing. They like to have these, these incestuous relationships. So I think they just want to keep Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So they say, hey, look. We're going to make you Spider-Man. We're going to make you Nathan Drake. We're going to make you whoever you want, buddy. And honestly, spending or paying millions of dollars to a person is a pretty good way to, to keep them as your friend. I know if Sony was giving me millions of dollars, I wouldn't unfollow them on Instagram. I would still very much follow them on Instagram because they are paying me millions of dollars. But who knows? I haven't worn a Spider-Man suit. I haven't worn a Spider-Man suit, so maybe it changes you as a person. <sighs> Where are we going with this? Uh, okay, so let me give you some history. The first director they had signed up for this uh, Uncharted movie was David O. Russell. And if you don't know, David O. Russell, he's kind of a notorious asshole in Hollywood. But he makes some pretty good movies, and I hope he's a fan of the show. 
But his idea for this Uncharted movie was, was pretty dumb. It was, it was dumb. He wanted to make it a, about a family, a family of explorers, starring Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake, and Robert De Niro was going to play his dad, and I think Joe Pesci was going to be his uncle or something, some brand new character. It was dumb. It was dumb. I'm saying it now. David, you make good movies, but it was a dumb idea. It was a dumb idea. And so he ended up finally leaving over creative differences or something, and then they hired the guy who directed Horrible Bosses and Baywatch to direct it, uh, Seth Gordon. And then he left too. So then they got the guy who directed Night at the Museum, Sean Levy. And he left. And then after that, they got Dan Trachtenberg. And we know, based on the beginning of the story, that he has also bailed too. So obviously, this movie is a dream come true for directors. And Sony is a wonderful company to work with. I think this is actually the first uh, PlayStation. They have a, they're, they're making their own PlayStation branch of uh, Sony Pictures. And uh, apparently... It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So, through all this, it went through a, a, a lot of directors, but it went through even more writers. I think they are have gone through about one or 2,000 different writers on this movie. And right now, uh, Sony is pretending, this is funny, they're pretending that this movie is going to be out by December of 2020. <coughs> Man. Mike, Mike, listen to me. Do you know what movie is not going to be out by December of 2020? Uh, Uncharted. Yeah, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted, that's right. The good news is that this movie is taking so long to make that maybe Tom Holland will be an adult by the time that they actually start filming this thing. And I won't have to worry about the adventures of young Nathan Drake. <sighs> okay. Alright. I, I, I've, uh, I've worked myself up here. Let's get back to this whole uh, Hasbro buying Death Row thing, shall we? I think it's a perfect time for uh, Hasbro to change their name. A lot of times when there's an acquisition, a company or two will merge and change their name. Now granted, Hasbro is a million times bigger than Death Row ever was. But you don't just sit on a, a brand like Death Row. You know what I'm saying? I think Hasbro should change their name. They can call them Death Bro. You know? Or, or, if they, if they want to keep their ego, they don't have to actually change the name, just the spelling. They could still call it Hasbro, but throw a W at the end, like Death Row, Hasbro, Hasbro. I think it sounds good. So they spent $4 billion, right? They spent $4 billion, which means Hasbro has a lot of money. That's how much Disney spent on Star Wars. And now they own Death Row. <laughs> and Suge Knight, Suge Knight is in prison right now. He's the, if you don't know, he's the guy who uh, founded Death Row. And I think because he did found Death Row and Hasbro owns Death Row now, I think that they are obligated to try to get Suge Knight out of prison some way. They could either uh, bribe some lawmakers or just try to break him out, gangster rap style, right? So, you guys probably know Suge Knight. I, I think I kind of alluded to that. You probably know him because he started Death Row. Uh, you, you might know him for possibly orchestrating the murders of several people. He's the nicest guy in the world, right? No, no, no. Obviously not. Dude's kind of an asshole, right? But now he's Hasbro's asshole. He's their problem, as far as I'm concerned. So they got to get him out. They got to get him out. So that Suge Knight can, can get back to his passion, which is running Death Row into the ground. That's what I think. He, he got sentenced to uh, 28 years in prison a couple years back for uh, voluntary manslaughter. He ran over a guy during like the shooting of a music video or something. He did it on purpose, too. 
And uh, dude is like 54 years old right now. So he's probably going to die in prison unless Hasbro sends the, the Transformers to break him out. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news. Catherine Kidd has put her house in Manhattan Beach on sale for the low, low price of $1.7 million. And the housing market in California is such a freaking joke. Okay, so she put the house on sale after getting into a feud with some of her neighbors. Which you do, right? You get into a fight with your neighbors, you put your house on sale. So what, hap- what happened is uh, some of her, uh, her snitch neighbors, one in particular, reported her for renting her house out as an Airbnb, you know? temporary housing for people and so the city didn't like that and they fined her four thousand dollars because i guess that's illegal there for some stupid reason so renting your home might have been illegal right but apparently you can paint it however you want it's some kind of weird housing laws out there some kind of weird backwards hoa you can't rent it out but you can paint it however you want and i guess they figured if you're rich you're not going to do something like this but you don't know Catherine kitt so she painted it exactly how she wanted. She gave the finger to the whole neighborhood. And you know which finger I'm talking about. It's not the ring finger. It's not the pointing finger. It's not the pinky finger. It's not the thumb. It's the one right in the middle. So she painted her house this bright neon pink and put these two giant emoji faces on it. And so the, the snitch lady that sold her out, she is known around the neighborhood for her, her big fake eyelash extensions. And these emojis have giant fake eyelashes too. I think it's a beautiful fuck you move because it worked. You know it had to have worked. You know it had to have worked because there's, there's, there's video footage of uh, a woman being interviewed and I think it's the woman because she sounds bitter about it. And you know that woman's pissed off every time she uh, passes by that house. Anytime she, she opens her, her blinds and sees those big, that big giant pink house with the fake eyelashes looking at her. And I like this story. I like this story because I can relate to it quite a bit. I got into it with a stranger on Facebook a few months back. Uh, we were arguing about housing in California for some reason because that's apparently something I like to argue about. And like I said, housing in California is a dumpster fire. And so I disagree with this guy on something. So I ended up telling him that, you know what? I hope we become neighbors so that I could park my car right on the lawn next to you. This is semi-related, but I might have mentioned this on the show. I don't know. I, I can never remember what I've mentioned on the show because we've been doing this for 48 episodes. And Mike is no good at reminding me about anything. But uh, I have this fantasy where if I, if I win the lottery, I want to buy two identical Ferraris, very expensive Ferraris. And one of them I'm going to take around the town. I'm going to drive it all around town. But the, the twist is that I'm going to slap that one Ferrari full of bumper stickers all over the thing. Just to, just to piss off people like Catherine's neighbor. Because I'll have that kind of money, you know? I'll have that kind of money. And the car's not ruined. The car's not ruined. Eventually, you could just have those bumper stickers taken off. You can donate it to a, a, a farm where the Ferrari can drive free and be happy with all the other dogs and cats. In other news... Uh, Donald Trump apparently believes that we can stop hurricanes by nuking them. Nuking hurricanes is something our president has floated as an idea 
multiple times. Multiple times. So that's where we're at. All right, that's enough news. Where were we with that whole Hasbro thing? You know, I, I think we've been giving Hasbro some, some pretty good tips on how to succeed and thrive with their death row catalog, right? So I think all they have left to do now is some sort of cross-promotion with the toys and board games. Specifically, board games is what I have in my mind right now. And I looked it up. Hasbro has some of the most popular board games out there. You know? Mike, Hasbro could make a Death Row edition of Clue because they own Clue. They could make a, a Who Killed Biggie edition. But I'm not sure if that would be tasteless. Biggie died, I think, in 97. It means we're about 22 years apart from his death. I don't know if we're there yet. I think we're just starting to get there with Lincoln, so maybe we might be out of the uh, the tasteful category. But uh, they also make this game called Life. You know, you know Life, the the board game Life, which is uh, I think exactly how long Suge Knight is going to be in prison for. I mean, they said what twenty eight years, but he's fifty four and he's a pretty big dude. I don't think the dude's got twenty eight years in him there. You know. I don't think he's got it there. I think he's there uh, without uh, possibility of parole, too. You know, he did he did kill a guy. Anyway, I'm just teasing you, Suge. Can I call you Suge? I hope you're a fan of the show. <sighs> I don't know, guys. Like I said, we're shooting from the hip. These are just some of my ideas. Just some of my ideas. Let me know in the comment section uh, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Just let me know. Just randomly shout your ideas about what kind of crossovers... Hasbro could do with Death Row. That's what I want to know. I think there's a lot of potential there. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. We got some great questions this week. Ken asks, have you ever used the Psychic Network? No. No, I have not. But it does seem like a great way to make money. It does seem like a great way to make money. Not if you're calling in. If you're calling in, it doesn't seem like a great way to make money. They always say, hey, money's coming your way. Your, your hand itchy, whatever. Uh, the, the next person you meet, they're going to uh, guide you towards money. No, no, I don't, I don't think calling in is a good way to make money because they actually charge you to call in. I think the good way to make money is being on the other end of the line, specifically being somebody that owns the line, right? It's a phone number and somebody can just uh, BS you on the other line. It's a, it's, a, it's a good system. It's a good system if you can uh, run it. Speaking of that, whatever happened to Miss Cleo? You guys remember Miss Cleo? I, I was going to try to do an accent, but I, I can't do Miss Cleo justice. I just remember her being very popular in the 90s. And uh, I think you could get a, like an amethyst crystal necklace for free if you called into Miss Cleo. And when I say the word free, I mean, obviously, you spend a lot of money by talking to Miss Cleo. I don't even think you're actually talking to Miss Cleo directly because... Everybody knows Miss Cleo. She would, she would be still be taking backlog calls right now if you were talking to Miss Cleo directly. I assume I never called in. If anybody uh, called in to Miss Cleo back in the day, uh, please let us know in the comments section somewhere on our site, somewhere on our Facebook, something, something, something. Yilly asks, "Is Elmo an alcoholic, or is that just Cookie Monster?" It's a good question, Yilly. Uh, Cookie Monster has the eyes of a tweaker and the appetite of a pothead. So I'm not sure if he's an alcoholic, but if he is, I think he's functioning. Elmo is an alcoholic, but he is a happy drunk. That's what I'll say. Because you never have to worry about Elmo beating you when he's had too much, right? You never have to worry about Elmo screaming or, 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 or keying your car. No. Elmo is just the kind of guy that wants to be everybody's friend. <laughs> that tickles. 
Tickle me Elmo. Tickle me Elmo. One more shot, Elmo. Ken asks, have you ever taken a long walk off a short pier? Is that a suggestion, Ken? Because I can. I can. I uh, used to take a lot of swimming classes. No, I haven't taken a long walk off of a short pier, but I've taken a long walk on a long pier. And the last time I remember taking a long walk on a long pier, that was the first time a bird ever defecated on me. And I say that term kind of, I'm kind of exaggerating. Yes, I did get bird feces on my body. No, I did not want it. I did not consent to that. But the bird did it anyway. And you know what happens. You know where piers are. Piers are at the beach, typically, right? A pier at, uh, I mean, you can go to a pier at uh, uh, Peerless. What, what, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? What am I talking about? Piers, beach, yes, Chris, brain. So, yeah, I was at the beach, and I was walking walking this pier with my dad. We were, we were leaving the pier, and all of a sudden, I feel something hit my leg. I look down. It's white bird shit. And that's a story you've always heard somebody else talk about. Hey, I, And they're always so sad about it, too. Like, yeah, a bird pooped on my head. A bird pooped on my face. A bird pooped on my shoulder. You never want to... You always think, wow, that sucks. That sucks. But it didn't happen to me. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. And then when it happens to you, you can suddenly empathize. And let me tell you something. If you've ever had bird shit on your leg... It's not a pleasant experience. Not just because you've been defecated on, right? Nobody wants that. But speaking from personal experience, bird shit is kind of hard to clean off, especially if you have a hairy leg. This is, you know what, as I'm thinking about it, I'm getting madder and more grossed out about my own story, but it's hard to clean out. It's hard to clean out. I think I ended up yanking a bunch of my own hairs out in the process just trying to clean it off. So, thanks for the question, Ken. Thanks for the bad memories. Uh, Let's see here. Ken also asks, If I is before E, why is E before I in the alphabet? That is a good question. And I have an answer for you. It is because of big I propaganda. You know, you've heard of like big smoking or big tobacco, that sort of thing. Uh, It's big I. Big I is the reason that they say I is before E, even though E is before I in the alphabet. I hope that answers your question. Don't think about it too hard. It's not worth it. Uh, Yilly asks, what's the word on the street? That's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, word on the street is that people are mad at Dave Chappelle for his uh, his new show on Netflix. I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. It's like it's uh, 2003 all over again. People are mad. People love it. I don't know. I think people can can uh, find that fine line and understand that you are watching a, a comedy show and there is a good chance if it's a popular comedian, you're going to find something that pisses you off. Or you might just be able to chuckle along. That's the word on the street, Yilly. Ken asks, if I had a question, would you know the answer? Yes, I would. But you might not be ready to hear the answer, Ken. You might not be ready to hear the answer. Or I might not know. I might not know. I hope that answers your question. Shooting from the hip here, folks, and I can feel the energy fading. Ken also asks, if base jumping was legal in your hometown, who would you encourage to try it? I think you guys all know the answer to this question. I would most definitely encourage 
Mike to try base jumping in our hometown. Because I believe that Mike, Mike, listen to me. I believe that you should be allowed to jump off of any tall building you want. I don't care what you have attached to your back. You can have nothing on your back, Mike. I think you should be able to jump off of anything high you want. Let's see here. Yilly asks, how would you hold your Apple credit card? Well, that is a very specific question. And I don't have an Apple credit card. But if I did have an Apple credit card, I wouldn't want to get any fingerprints on it because it is made of titanium metal. The finest metal you can get for your credit card. I've been doing it wrong. My, my credit card's made of plastic. Like a fool, like an idiot I am. So if I were to hold an Apple credit card, which by the way, I just learned doesn't have any numbers on it. So those poor thieves that are, are scraping on the receipt paper with the pen, you know, just to get a free number. They can't do it. They can't do it. Apple has made it impossible for thieves. Which I think is just rude. So if I were to hold an Apple credit card, I wouldn't need to worry about hiding the number. I would probably be a jerk about it. I would probably be bragging about it. I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. See that? That's my card. And you can't see nothing. You can't see any numbers. I'd probably be an ass about it. I'd probably want everybody to know. Like I'm driving a Prius. I've got an Apple credit card and I'm about to use it. And then, you know, later if uh, uh, a couple guys try to try to jump me, I would know why. Because I, I, I braggadociously bragged about my Apple credit card. Yuli asks another Apple credit card question. She said, if you dropped your Apple credit card, how many toes would you slice off? Well, again, as I established earlier, uh, Apple credit cards are made of titanium. But I don't think that they, uh, they sharpen the edges. I don't think that they sharpen the edges. Well, let's just say, for the sake of argument, you uh, sharpen the edges of your Apple credit card just so in case you get mugged, you can be like, oh yeah, here's my card. Slice, slice, that's your throat, you're dead, right? Right? Naturally, that's something you would do. So I I pre-sharpened I pre -sharpened my Apple credit card, and oh no, I'm wearing sandals, and I dropped it. There it goes, towards my toes. Boom, it hits, it hits. How many toes am I losing? I say half a toe, half a toe, because I personally think that my bones would be so embarrassed if they were to be cut off by a credit card. Super embarrassing. Super embarrassing. So I think out of sheer willpower, they would not be sliced off. Those are some great questions. As always, you guys can ask us questions on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, wherever. But on our Facebook page, we ask every single week for some questions. And uh, we love answering them. As you can see, I hope you've enjoyed the questions. By the way, it's about time for us to wrap up this episode. So let's wrap it up with some poll results, which we also ask on the Facebook page. We ask uh, a new poll every single week. And uh, this last week we said, what is the best thing about going to the airport? 17% of you said that the best thing about going to the airport is that you can get pizza slices for only $20. Only $20. And 83% of you said that uh, TSA cavity searches were the best part of going to the airport. This week's poll asks, what should Hasbro do with death row records? Answer it on our Facebook page. Follow us on any of those social medias. Tell your friends about us. Review us. Please do something for the love of goodness sakes. We would really love your support. 
Again, don't forget to subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Friday. You guys have been wonderful. You know what? I just realized why I'm a little down. I have to go to work on Saturday. Oh, no. Shucks. I just realized that. Um, all right. Well, before getting on another tangent, I think this is the part where you're looking at your watch. You're, you're about hit, ready to hit that stop button. So, uh, again, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Let me know what you guys think of things. Just please interact with me. I would love that. So, uh, time to wrap it up, Chris. Chris, uh, Mike is giving me the uh, the old uh, watch tap right now. So this has been episode 48 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else.